Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to the special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. We're breaking down the interview with one of our best friends, Jason Dorsey, about him and his wife and business partner, Denise Via, Dr. Denise Via, and their (laughs) new book, Z Economy, about Generation Z and how they're going to affect the future, the world of business and all things personal brands. So, Babe, what were some of your big takeaways from listening to our friend Jason in the professional setting that we don't always talk to him? No, it's, it's always so great to get a chance to listen to friends because you forget, wow, I have really smart friends. <laughs> like, like, you're really wow, good at what you yeah. do. <laughs> you're so smart. Like you have all these amazing skill sets. So I think that one for anyone who has a podcast, it's so fun to get to interview people that you're actually really close to in life because as friends, you don't really get to know all the intimate details of their professional lives sometimes. And this is just yeah. such a great chance to be like, wow, like I'm so honored to like get to be in your life because you're so good at what you do. So anyways, that's just a major kudos to Denise and Jason. Good for job, just, guys. <laughs> for being so smart. So cool. We love you guys. So here's one of the things that I wrote looking at my note here is that I thought this was so fascinating and I knew this, but it had never really clicked before. But Jason talked a lot about, he said, the more research that we did over the course of time, the more data we collected, the more just information that we gathered, the more in demand we became. And I thought that was really fascinating. And he said that what they started to realize is that research was their uniqueness. It was what really differentiated them in the marketplace and really set them apart in thought leadership. It wasn't just a motivational speaker or a funny speaker or a really great speaker. It was like, no, this is founded in data. It's founded in research. That means something to how you recruit and hire and lead and train. And in his case, millennials. Now moving on to Gen Z, but that 
research was their uniqueness. It's what set them apart. It's what got them on TV and all these national media spots. It's what helped them increase their fees as they became true thought leaders in the millennial, the generational conversation that has really been really big for the last 20 years. And now they're changing that ever so slightly to be on Gen Z, which will keep them very busy for the next 20 years. Yeah. And you mentioned research. It's interesting. I don't think their expertise is so much on millennials. Where are you looking? Uh, I'm I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. (laughs) It's not so much on millennials, but it's on research, which means that makes them timeless in terms of it. And Mm -hmm. and the economy, of course, is the new book that is all about this next era and this wave. So that was my big takeaway too, is just the power of research. And I felt a little bit of a permission too when they said that there's different levels of research. Mm -hmm. And so you can start with something basic and then kind of like work your way up. But I loved this quote when he said, success is when competitors have to cite your study because your data <laughs> is so good. So that's something for us or they to want aspire, to, aspire yeah. to. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that was the same takeaway for me, I think. Yeah. I, I thought it was just so good. And I just, I thought this was good to just kind of sum up that point. He said that research is what separated them in a crowded market. Yeah. Right. So for those of you who feel like you're in a crowded market, looking at research and data as a competitive advantage, I think is really unique. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and do your second one? So my second one was really just understanding this was more of a generational thing than it was, you know, how they built their business, but related to where they were saying, Jason said, a generation isn't changing. They're just bringing who they are into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And so you need to know them. And that's just a quick like pivot you need to make in your brain. And as a personal brand, you got to go, okay, who are these people? I have to know who Generation Z is and I need to adapt to them. It's not that they're changing from me. It's just they grew up in a different world with a different set of belief systems and, you know, politics and technology. And so knowing really who they are and not being frustrated, like they're somehow changing from you, but also realizing, gosh, in order to stay relevant in the next generation, I have to adapt some of the things that I do, some of my content, some of the ways I deliver content to reach that generation. And that was just a powerful- Yeah, he talks specifically around video. Yeah. These people are so used to absorbing information through video that if you really want to reach them, it's got to be in video. It's not photographs. It's not static posts. It's video. There was a great discussion around video. So if you're, you know, a little- video shy, maybe <laughs> you need to talk about who is your demographic and who are you reaching. And if it's in this younger, you know, at this point, you know, Gen Z is all the way up to age 24, yeah. right? So they're in your consumer market to some degree. So yeah, I thought that was great. I'm going to read this a little bit because when I listened to it, I took some really tedious notes. So. <laughs> yes. So a couple of other things that I, I put down here. I thought this was really smart. The data alone isn't quite good enough. You have to be able to translate the data into a story that connects with your audience. Mm. And I thought that was really smart. And I think so often you think, okay, I need data. I need research. It's like, I need numbers and I need charts and diagrams. And that's what you think about with data. And he's going, no, data alone is no good. Nobody emotionally connects to numbers. And he didn't say this, but this is what I heard. Yeah. But you need an emotional story tied to the data that people can connect with that they can relate to, that they can see themselves or their company or their audience in. And he said that, you know, just even media, right? They don't want you to talk about numbers. It's what do the numbers mean? 
right? Who are the people? What are they buying, right? How does that change how you do business? Those are emotional things. So the data alone isn't good enough. It's how do you take that data and turn it into real life stories that have an emotional connection? That is what will differentiate you. That is true thought leadership. It's not just getting numbers on a piece of paper. It's translating those things into real stories with real emotion. Yeah, that's cool thought that data is the starting point of the story and really what people are after is the story. So my third takeaway you actually already mentioned was that Gen Z specifically, their language, their native tongue is video. Mm. And I was thinking about those of you that are writers going, okay, well, what does that mean for you if maybe you don't want to be on the camera, you know, or you don't like to be kind of front and center, but it's going, okay, how can I still adapt? And this came up actually in one of our events, somebody asked this question specifically, and there was some really good collaborative discussion. And what came out of that discussion was going, okay, well, if you're a writer and you don't like to be on video, you can write and then read your writing and overlay it on top of still images or stock, you know, royalty-free footage. And if you don't want to read it, you can get a voiceover, you know, like you can get someone to voice over it, but you can still take the written form of content and produce it into video, which if you're going to connect with Gen Z, that's probably something you should look at doing. So that, you know, hit me. It was like, we got to go video. Everything has got to find a way to be on video because that's who they are. That means more showers. More showers. <laughs> more having to do more hair. Makeup. More makeup. Uh-huh. More hairspray. That's what that means. Yes, more hairspray. <laughs> okay, my third one, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I'm just going to touch on a little bit more. I said you don't have to hire a research firm to start getting data rich, right? You don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars to have your own data to have data. I said one of the first things that you can do is just start compiling all of the research studies that have already been done in your space. Oh, third parties, yeah. Citing them, but then talking about that as, you know, one of your core differences is like, hey, you base it on this research. You base it on these studies. You base it on this data. You base it on this X, Y, and Z, and that you don't have to be the one to foot the bill to do all of the research that other people are doing research just so other people like you We'll use it, we'll cite it, and we'll give them credit for it, which is fine. I just think that was really also insightful of going, hey, if you are trying to create real thought leadership, it has to be more than just a personal story, right? It's got to be a personal story tied to data that's then connected back to a story. And that's really forwarding the message where it's really concrete and substance, but you don't have to pay for it. There's plenty of research studies and data out there. Go and compile the most credible ones. He talks a lot about how do you know which ones are credible. It's definitely an interview you want to listen to, not just to learn about Gen Z, which is fascinating, but also just like, okay, well, how do I get in this research game? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how can you start, you know, dipping your toes in it without spending a lot of money? Yep. So there's at least two reasons to go buy the Z economy book. One is so you can learn about Gen Z and know who the heck they are and how you can reach them. And two is to watch one of the best in the business in terms of Jason Dorsey and Dr. Denise Villa, who is his wife and business partner and how they make data become a part of their brand and learn about it. So that's what we got for you. Thanks for tuning in. Buy Z economy and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 
That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.